Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode. If you guys listened to episode 26 a couple back, I talked about how I'm kind of rearranging and re not necessarily redoing, but reshifting the theme of this podcast. I talked about many previously, but I want to make it my main focus as I dive into working on becoming a personal financial coach to people. And so, yeah, I was overwhelmed on where to start, actually, like many of you probably are whenever you're looking at your finances. And I was like, what am I going to talk about on my podcast episodes from here going forward? And do it in a way that leaves you guys feeling motivated, feeling refreshed, but also taking something away that is super knowledgeable that you can apply to real life whenever you're sitting down looking at your finances. And then also you'll get some episodes here and there that are totally on the woo-woo side to help you with your financial mindset and also manifesting money and stuff like that. So I was thinking about where to start and I got overwhelmed and I sat there and thought, man, I bet many people are feeling like this whenever they sit down to look at their finances too. But I... I just had an epiphany today and I was like, duh, why not start from the beginning? Like, what is the number one thing that you need to focus on when you first sit down and take a look at your finances? And this doesn't matter whether you're looking at it for the month or for the year or for the first time maybe ever in your life that you're sitting down and really getting to the nitty gritty of your finances. So this tool, this concept, this can be used at any point, right? Um, it doesn't matter how many times you fail, you fall down, you get, you fall down seven times, you get back up eight times, or you're just restarting, you're refreshing. This is the concept that you need to be using. It's the concept that I've used over and over and again. It's actually the very first step in my best-selling program, Financial Prowess, that I teach on. Which, by the way, you guys, if you have always wanted to take financial prowess and you haven't yet, we are doing a refresher in um, the Luminary group. So even if you join um, mid-July, we are starting it in on July 1st and doing a quick refresh of financial prowess. It's only $44 to join the Luminary group. I highly, highly suggest you do it. Um, also in episode 26, I talked about how Miss Layla Parr, my dear, dear friend is doing EFT or what some people refer to as tapping videos, and we're doing it on financial abundance and finances. And so it's just all around a great group, especially if you are looking to dive headfirst into your financial life. But yeah, Financial Prowess starts this month. This is actually the first episode that I'm releasing on July 1st. Um, so yeah, go over in there, join. There's a link in the show notes to join the Luminary group. But anyways, that was just a side note. Financial Prowess is amazing. And like I said, this is the number one concept that I teach. This is exactly what we do whenever we're getting started. And it sounds so plainly and stupidly simple. You guys, when I say this, you're going to be like, well, duh. But the fact is, is that this is really the biggest eye-opener and mindset shift when people take a look at their finances. And honestly, I could probably teach a whole program just on this. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. And this is what we spend the longest time on the program getting started with because most people just simply don't do it. 
They just don't do it. And that's why they're in the position that they're in. That's why they get in a bind. They don't take the time. They don't take the energy. They get overwhelmed and they let fear take over and it paralyzes them. Simply paralyzes them. So I know that this concept sounds so simple, but it's something that I think is seriously lacking in families' finances today and personal finances today. So when I say this, yes, it sounds simple, but also I need you to take this so, so seriously because you cannot move forward in your financial journey until you do what I'm about to tell you. And I know that I've let, had a lot of suspense leading up to this, but the concept is knowledge is power. That's it. Knowledge is power. I'm not even joking you when I tell you that just in the short time that I've been running financial prowess and talking to people about their finances one-on-one -on -one or in the group program, uh, my goal is to get more on one-on-one, -on -one, but you have no idea how many people have no clue, not even how much money they're spending, but how much money they're actually bringing in. I'm serious, you guys. I have had so many people sit down and work on just the basic knowledge. How much money am I making? How much money am I spending? How many debts do I owe? What are my interest rates? I have had so many people, probably the majority of them, honestly, go, I had no idea that I even was making this much money because I don't know where it all is. I don't know where it all goes. And they have no concept of how much money they're actually making because they spend it all or they spend more than it all. And it really kind of fucks with your brain for lack of better terms, because it's like, I am making so much money and I have nothing to show for it. Right? How many times have you been there? If you haven't ever taken a look at your finances, probably never. But for a lot of us that have gone over and combed over our personal books, um, you're just like, holy shit, I'm making thousands of dollars a month. And where is it going? What, what am I paying for? Right? So let's break this down just for a little bit. And if you're sitting down somewhere, maybe it would be beneficial to grab a notebook or um, even if you're at your computer, do a spreadsheet. I'm a huge fan, you guys, of writing stuff down because it kind of sticks in my brain more than just entering numbers in a computer. I'm just old school like that. I'm a very visual person. You might be like that too, but a spreadsheet works just as fine. Or maybe you're listening to this on the go. Um, just go back and this is the six and a half minute mark. Go back and re-listen with your notebook and your pinned in hand and your pinned, your pen in hand. Um, and this is what you're going to be, you're going to be combing over. And I know, again, a lot of people don't realize some of this stuff because they don't sit and go through every little avenue of not just expenses, but income. But you would be shocked. I don't know about you guys, but I just looked at my taxes from 2018 for some upcoming personal court stuff. And in 2018, I made a good amount of money through the Freedom Guild, through this business, and I was shocked. I was like, holy crap, I made a lot of money through that business, and I had no clue until I sat down and did my taxes because I wasn't being diligent back then about doing my month-to-month -month, um, income and expenses and all of that stuff that you need to be doing not only in your personal life but especially in a business. I slacked off back then. Um, so pen to paper or fingers to a uh, keyboard in your spreadsheet, 
I want you to list off all the ways that you are making money. And I don't want you to necessarily think about month to month, but really big picture, year to year. Now, this can include your salary, but I also don't want you to forget about overtime or bonuses or if you work for somebody that um, comps like your meal plans or your gas, like expenses, all of that stuff. Write all of that down. And for some of us, if you're anything like me, you also have side gigs. How much money are you making in your side gig every month? Do you even know how much money are you pulling in every year from your side gig? Do you know? Are you just mindlessly throwing that money in your bank account and spending it? Or do you actually know how much you're bringing in? So side gigs, side businesses. Um, also, some of you out there will have things like child support, alimony, um, anything like that. Anything that puts your bank account into a positive, anything that adds to your bank account, write it all down. Even if you get one bonus every single year in, say, the month of April, uh, or tax returns maybe even, uh, everything that puts your bank account in a plus, write it down. So I know some people, they work for certain companies and they get a huge bonus one month out of the year um, in, say, March. Well, a lot of those people that I talked to had no clue what that money went to because they're just like, oh my God, I got a $5,000 bonus and they just went out and spent it all and had no clue where it went. They didn't save any of it or maybe they just kind of threw it in there. But that's part of your income, guys. And if you break down that five or $10,000 per month, that adds onto your monthly income in a way that you don't even know because you aren't keeping track of it. So write all that down. Knowledge is power. That's the first thing that you need to know is how much money you are bringing in on a monthly and then a yearly basis. Now, some of your side gigs like mine aren't going to be um, very, I don't want to say reliable because they are consistent. Consistent is the word. So some of those aren't going to be very consistent. So like me, I might make a couple thousand dollars in one month and my side gig in the next month, I might do a hundred. You know what I mean? So um, just writing it down, especially if you go back over the last 12 months of the year, say for 2019, since we're in for 2020, that'll kind of give you an average estimate of how much to expect per month, right? Um, and so anyways, you're just writing all that down. You're getting it in your head. You're figuring out, perhaps maybe for the first time, how much money you're actually making. So the second thing I want you to do, and this can be very time consuming, especially if you are in a family that you're not the only person spending money, right? But I want you to go back a month or two, six is even better, a year is best, and track all of your expenses. And I know, I know, I know, this is overwhelming, it's daunting, it's time consuming, but honestly, how much are you spending on Starbucks every single month? How much are you spending on those trips to Target every single month? How much are you spending on fast food every month or mindless Amazon shopping, okay? Especially during quarantine, during this pandemic. I guarantee you, you will be just as shocked, if not more shocked, on how much money you are spending. And you guys, I always tell my clients this. I know that 
you're going to be feeling a lot of emotions when you go through these things. And again, I say 12 months is best. So then you can really get the full picture on where you're spending your money. And I don't want to dive into too much specifics like we do in the program because I don't want to totally overwhelm you. But you also need to account for Christmas spending, holiday spending, back to school shopping, uh, the money that you spend extra on childcare in the summer, maybe all of those little expenses that sneak up on you. So that's why it's so good to do a 12 month time period, because then you can really see like, oh, crap, in the month of August for back to school, I spent so much money. You know what I mean? Um, so it's really good to go back a year. But and again, there's going to be a lot of emotions that are coming up for you. Maybe guilt, maybe shame, maybe um, anxiety, maybe overwhelm, maybe like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I spent all this money. What do I have to show for it? I have a bunch of crap in my closet that doesn't even mean anything when I could take my family on vacation. Whatever it is that may be, you're going to have to work through those emotions. I know it's hard, but the fact is, is that when you sit down and when you do this initial work, you are gaining invaluable knowledge about your personal situation that you did not know before so that you can do something about it. That is so important, you guys. You cannot move forward without this knowledge, right? When you get started on this stuff, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to make a budget. How are you going to make a budget if you don't even know what you've been spending your money on in the first place? If you've been spending $800 on groceries every month and then you are like all willy-nilly I'm just gonna make a budget and I, my grocery budget's gonna be $200 this month that's not possible right it's not possible to go from $800 down to $200 so you have to know what you are starting with you have to have a starting point you have to have a baseline for say for saying, oh man, I've been spending this much money on groceries. I'm going to cut back to maybe $600 this month or $500 this month. You can't just slash all these prices or all these expenses without knowing where you're starting from. Okay. Um, so this, I know again, like these negative emotions might come up, but the hope that I am trying to give you is that you are doing something about it. You are taking the first step. You are doing something for yourself that a lot of people will just blow off and not even do. And now you can do better. When you know better, you do better, right? You know that saying? So now you know, you know, and now you can do better going forward. You have a baseline for where to base your budget. So the last thing that I want you to do um, is track your debt. Again, this is going to cause a lot of emotions. It's kind of overwhelming for some people. But again, if you have no clue where you're starting at, then you have no clue how much you have to go. And when you kind of come up with how far you have to go, you get motivated. I know it might be overwhelming, but when you look at, say, your student loans, the number one debt in America, you guys, when you look at your student loans and then you compare that to how much you're spending on Starbucks a month, you might go, huh, my money might be better placed making an extra student loan payment a month than buying gourmet coffee that's not really that great anyways and not good for you, by the way. Um, so track your debts. Not only your debts and the amount of your debt, but the interest rates of your debt. Okay, so that's your third and final thing. Just to recap, you're tracking all of your income from every single source on a yearly basis. You're tracking all of your expenses 
one month is good, three months is better, six months is great, 12 months is best, especially if you want to get really, really into this. And then the last thing you're going to do is track your debts. Now, I like to split it up into two categories. There's a small debt pile, which is credit cards, lines of credit, maybe medical bills if it's just a couple thousand dollars, and then there's big debt. There's home, there's auto, there's probably student loans if you have big student loans. And then if your medical bills are probably, I would say, over $5,000 or more, put that into the big debt category. Um, other stuff like that. So anything pro pretty much over five or ten grand go in the big debt pile, no matter what they are. And then you have your small debts that um, some of you guys have out there. Even maybe your credit card might be a big debt, depending on. So list out all your debts. List out all the interest rates, okay? And then that, again, gives you knowledge of where you need to be putting your money. You guys, don't just be throwing money at all these debts without a plan. You could be screwing up even worse without really thinking about how much is going towards what um, without really diving deep, okay? So, again... I know this is probably overwhelming. I'm going to leave this right here just so that you can have a starting point for what to do. And if you want to dive deeper, I highly suggest paying the $44 to go hop into the Luminary group because that is where we're going to be doing the most in-depth work on this stuff and going through the program Financial Prowess. Um, but yeah, you guys, knowledge is power. And next week, I'm going to be talking about, or next episode, I'm going to be talking about where to go from here. So if you are on a journey to better your financial life and better your financial situation, I highly suggest you hit subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode because we're going to be diving in deep. So you're like writing all this out, right? And you say knowledge is power. And then you're like, okay, what do I do from here? And that's what we're going to be discussing in the next episode. And you guys, this is a completely free resource on this podcast for what I sell in a course. Um, so like I said, stay tuned. This is just the basics. If you want to dive deep, I would love for you to join the Luminary group. Um, July is going to be an awesome month. I know it's the summer, you guys. But guess what? You are better off doing this now and breaking this down before we get back into August, back into school, back into all of the craziness of our schedules because hopefully the world is opening back up. You never know. Um, but do this now. You guys do this now. At least do this part so then you know where you're at and hopefully you can get motivated to go forward and tackle some of this stuff because you can't have hope. You guys, you cannot have hope to better your situation if you don't even know where you're starting. It's so powerful to know where you're starting, and that is why I always say knowledge is power, okay? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode when we're going to talk about what do you do now that you have the knowledge that you have surrounding your personal finances. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Thank you.